Hello there, good evening folk. It's such a strange night to do this in kind of daylight. It's a change in in the weather. It is cold but it is sunny, so thank the Lord for that. Um, I also just want to just to thank David again and Vision Church for this invite to do the Friday night devotional. Tonight I want to share with you some encouragement that I gleaned from the book of Psalms, Psalm 103, verse 3, but focusing on the first part of verse 3 in a kind of biblical word study devotional. But before we start, let's open in prayer. Father, we just come before you and we just thank you for this day, Lord, and just thank you for this opportunity to share your word. We just ask you, Lord, just to, to bless this word to those watching and listening in. And we just ask you, Lord, in these things, in Jesus' name, Amen. I want to, yeah, again, just look at Psalm 103, verse, verse 3, but I'll read um, verses 1 to 6. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities? Who healeth all thy diseases? Who redeemeth thy life from destruction? And who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies? And who satisfies thy mouth with good things, and that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. And the Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. The book of Sam has various authors. And it was written kind of 10th century, century BC and later. But with this psalm, with the Psalm 103 being penned by David himself, it was a time when he was remembering the benefits that the Lord had given him through a time of repentance when Nathan the prophet of Second Samuel chapter 12 challenged and reprimanded David for sins regarding Bathsheba and Uriah. Though David's sins through David's sins of adultery and murder there were consequences from God such as when he lost his newborn child and David's life and family were never, never the same after, after this. And you can read this in your own time in, in 2 Samuel chapter 12 and continuing chapters. <clears throat> and this is why he wrote Psalm 51. He wanted to be right with God, pleading for mercy, cleansing and forgiveness. This was the 
the most chapter in the Bible. This is the most read chapter in the Bible but that I read, but Psalm 103 is just as important and valuable where we read of God's love for his love for us and the benefits of the good things that God has done in our lives. David here, he lists these benefits. God forgives us in verse 3. He heals our diseases in verse 3. He redeems us from a life of destruction in verse 4. And he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies also in verse 4. And in verse 5, he satisfies thy mouth with good things. And in verse 6, he gives righteousness and justice for all that are oppressed. Remember, remember as believers, we receive these benefits. So when you feel low or you feel God is far from you, Read this chapter. Read this chapter to remind yourself that of God's love for you. He may feel you may feel he's far from you, but your feelings are fickle, so so take strength from this psalm and stand firm on the truth instead of trusting in your feelings. Now let's look at this word in verse 3, to forgive. The word in the Hebrew is salah, and it appears 46 times in the Old Testament. It means to forgive, to pardon, or to spare someone. It's first found in Exodus chapter 34 verse 9, where Moses pleads to God on behalf of the Israelites for forgiveness of their sins. And when this word is used, it's only used when, when, God, when God does the forgiving, and only him. It doesn't mean that you could be forgiven by a priest or someone else. It's only by God. So I'm going to look at some of three points of this tonight this word salah, to forgive, and see where it's first used. So it was first used when Moses was pleading with God to forgive the, the people, his people, the Israelites. In the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse 20, and this is just parallel to the verse where we just saw in Exodus, Exodus chapter 34, verse 9. But Numbers 14 verse 20 reads, And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. Pardoned is the same word for salah, meaning to forgive. You see, the Israelite people had rebelled and were murmuring against Moses and Aaron, wishing they had died in Egypt for the for in the wilderness 
for which they had died in Egypt or in the wilderness where they were traveling. But the people were afraid to enter the promised land where they thought they would lose in battle and they decided to make a new captain or leader to take them back to Egypt. And so Moses and Aaron, they fell on their faces before the people in despair. And also Jacob and Caleb tore their clothes in despair, also because they had travelled through this promised land, and they saw that the land was exceedingly good, and it was flown with milk and honey. And they were told to stop rebelling because the people in the land were like bread. They were an easy takeover. But the Israelite people decided to stone them. And this is when the glory of God appeared and Moses cried out to God on their behalf. Just when they were about to enter the promised land, they got cold feet. They were afraid of the battle ahead. And they wanted to turn back to what was familiar, even though they would be enslaved when they returned back to Egypt. They had forgotten what the Lord had promised them. I am very much like the Israelites. Are you? Sometimes I'm afraid when big issues affect my life. I don't give I don't give it over to the over to God and trust him to deal with it and to take care of it. It could be issues with your family, your housing, health, school, college or your job. But no matter how big the how big or small issues are in your life, don't let these problems stop your future. Trust God and as you reach your goal, as he brought you because he has brought you this far, that the Israelites like the Israelites to the border of the promised land, and he won't let you down. So keep remembering what God has done for you. As God was going to reject and vanquish the Israelites, but Moses pleaded with God not to, and he he pardoned to forgive them. And this was God's forgiveness. This was Salah. You see, the Lord is patient. He is long-suffering. But when we plead for forgiveness, he is merciful towards us. Secondly, Salah, to forgive, is mostly used in the sacrificial laws of of Leviticus and Numbers. It is a typology of the Old Testament. And this means the typology is a picture language of the New Testament where sacrifices show where sacrifices 
foreshadowed the redemptive sacrificial work of Jesus on the cross. One of the references we read is Numbers chapter 15 verse 25 and 28 where it mentions to make atonement for him and it shall be forgiven, salah him. And prior, prior to the redemptive, redemptive work of Christ, sin would be atoned for on the day of atonement once a year. Aaron, the brother of Moses, was chosen by God to be the high priest, along with other priests who, would, who followed God's commands to offer God's sacrifices for the atonement of sin. Aaron had the most important job, where each year he would enter the Holy of Holies the inner sanctuary of the tent. He would make a bull offering as an atonement for his sin and his family and he would then do a, a goat offering as atonement for the sins of the Israelites. So atonement kind of means, in the Bible means to cover or a covering or to cover and this ensures forgiveness from God through their faith and this was so that the relationship between God and man could be restored and the Old Testament sacrifices didn't remove the offerer's sins as it says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 4 for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. You see, animal sacrifices could not take away sin, but just cover them, and this was temporary. And, it's, and it pointed to the future till Jesus came to be the high priest, the high priest in Hebrews 9 to be the perfect sacrifice who would take away the sin. And lastly, so how can we, be, how we come to Christ to be forgiven? Let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 25. And it reads here, whom God have set three, whom God have set forth to be a propitiation, through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. There is so much in this verse, but so just let's delve into some of it before we finish. Jesus was sent forth Jesus was sent forth to death on the cross for the world to see so that the new covenant could be established as we read in John 3.16 For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So there's no more need for animal sacrifices because the blood of Christ not only covers our sin, but completely takes it away when we when we when we repent and when we put faith in him. And Jesus was the propitiation. Propitiation means that God's wrath was satisfied by the death of Jesus on the cross. Who bore the sins of the world, where he turned the wrath from God from us and unto him. And as God dealt out his holy wrath on Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, it satisfied him because sin can't come into the presence of a perfectly holy God. And also the sacrifice satisfied a gracious God who would save sinners like us. As Passion Week is around the corner, Matthew 27 verses 50 to 51 tells us, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks rent. At that very moment when Jesus died on the cross, the veil or curtain in the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. It was ripped in two. It, was, wasn't, it wasn't ripped from bottom to top that you might expect, but it was from top to bottom. And this was a supernatural event. You see, that veil was between the outer the outer room and the Holy of Holies, the sacred place where only the priest could enter on the Day of Atonement. But now it was open to the world where there is no need for a high priest anymore because Jesus is our high priest. He had fulfilled the atonement and through this one final sacrifice, his death on the cross, he took the punishment, past, present and future, which satisfied the wrath of God. We don't need to come to God now with, an, with an animal sacrifice once a year because the debt of sin has been paid by Jesus on the cross. And we can come before God unhindered with the Old Testament system gone. We have forgiveness, the Salah of God, when we put our trust in him. And when you feel guilty of these things you've, that you have done wrong and you lose heart and you feel beyond help, 
The Lord paid a great price so that you can stand before him not only covered but completely, completely forgiven of our sin and we can lay it down and let it go. And it says in Romans chapter 5 verse 1 and 2 Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into his grace, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So, thank you for listening and watching in. I'm not sure how this Facebook works, but um, hopefully it was a blessing to you and hopefully that you have I know some of you are on holiday so safe journeys for you when you come home and I look forward to maybe seeing David in a couple of weeks time so have a good week have a blessed week and take care